1 Corinthians 13 to 1 Corinthians 16 Berean literal Bible If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And if I should have prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I should have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And if I may give away all my possessions, and I may deliver up my body that I may boast, but have not love, I am profited nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious, it is not boastful, it is not puffed up. It does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek the things of its own, it is not easily provoked, it keeps no account of wrongs. It does not delight at unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but if there are prophesies, they will be done away, if there are tongues, they will be ceased, if there is knowledge it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect should come, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I was speaking like a child, I was thinking like a child, I was reasoning like a child, when I became a man, I did away with the things of the child. For presently we see through a glass in obscurity, but then, face to face. Presently, I know in part, but then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. But now these three things abide, faith, hope, love, but the greatest of these is love. Earnestly pursue love, and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you might prophesy. For the one speaking in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one hears, but in the Spirit he utters mysteries. But the one prophesying speaks to men for edification and encouragement and consolation. The one speaking in a tongue edifies himself, but the one prophesying edifies the church. Now I desire you all to speak in tongues, but rather that you should prophesy. Now the one prophesying is greater than the one speaking in tongues, unless he should interpret, so that the church might receive edification. But now, brothers, if I should come to you speaking in tongues, what will I profit you, unless I should speak to you either in revelation, or in knowledge, or in prophecy, or in teaching? Even lifeless things giving a sound, whether the flute or harp, unless they give distinction to the sounds, how will it be known what is being piped or being harped? And indeed if the trumpet gives an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for battle? So also you, unless you give intelligible speech with the tongue, how will it be known what is being spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. There are, if it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none without meaning. Therefore unless I know the power of the sound, I will be a barbarian to the one speaking, and the one speaking, a barbarian to me. So also you, since you are zealous of spiritual gifts, search for the edification of the church, that you should cause it to abound. Therefore he who speaks in a tongue, let him pray that he might interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. What then is it? I will pray with the Spirit, but also I will pray with the mind. I will sing praise with the Spirit, but also I will sing praise with the mind. Otherwise if you bless with the Spirit, how will the one filling the place of the uninstructed say the Amen at your thanksgiving, since he knows not what you say? For truly you are giving, thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank God, speaking in tongues more than all of you. But in the church, I desire to speak five words with my mind, that also I might instruct others, rather than ten thousand words in a tongue. Brothers, do not be children in the minds. Yet in the evil, be little children, but in the thinking, be full grown. In the law it has been written, by other tongues, and by other lips, I will speak to this people, and not even thus will they hear me, says the Lord. So then, tongues are for a sign, not to those believing, but to the unbelieving, but prophecy is not to the unbelieving, but to the believing. Therefore if the whole church gathers together in one place and all should speak in tongues, but uninstructed ones or unbelievers come in, 
will not they say that you are mad? But if all prophesy, and some unbeliever or uninstructed should come in, he is convicted by all, he is examined by all, and the secrets of his heart become manifest. And thus having fallen upon his face, he will worship God, declaring that God is certainly among you. What then is it, brothers? When you may come together, each has a psalm, has a teaching, has a revelation, has a tongue, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks with a tongue, let it be by two or the most three, and in turn, and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him be silent in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. And let two or three prophets speak, and let the others discern. But if a revelation should be made to another sitting by, let the first be silent. For you are all able to prophesy one by one, so that all may learn, and all may be exhorted. And the spirits of prophets are subject to prophets. For he is not the God of disorder, but of peace. As in all the churches of the saints, let the women be silent in the churches. For it is not allowed to them to speak, but to be in submission, as the law also says. But if they desire to learn anything, let them ask the own husbands at home, for it is shameful for a woman to speak in the church. Or has the word of God gone out from you? Or has it come to you only? If anyone considers himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him recognize that the things I write to you are the commands of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignored. So, my brothers, earnestly desire to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak in tongues. But let all things be done properly and with order. Now I make known to you, brothers, the gospel that I proclaim to you, which also you received, in which you also stand, by which you are also being saved, if you hold fast to the word I proclaim to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For I delivered to you in the foremost what also I received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Thereafter He appeared to more than five hundred brothers at once, the greater part of whom remain until now, although some have fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James, then to all the Apostles. And last of all, He appeared also to me, as to one of untimely birth. For I am the least of the Apostles, who am not fit to be called an Apostle, because I persecuted the Church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and His grace toward me has not been void. Rather, I toiled more abundantly than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Therefore whether it was I or they, thus we preach, and thus you believed. Now if Christ is preached, that He has been raised out from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, neither has Christ been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then also our preaching is void, and your faith is void. Then also we are found false witnesses of God, because we have witnessed concerning God that He raised up Christ, whom He has not raised if then the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, neither has Christ been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. Also then those having fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If only in this life we are having hope in Christ, we are more to be pitied than all men. But now Christ has been raised out from the dead, the first fruit of those having fallen asleep. For since death came by a man, so also by a man has come the resurrection of the dead. For as indeed in Adam all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. But each in the own order, Christ the firstfruit, then those of Christ at His coming, then the end, when He shall hand over the kingdom to the God and Father, when He shall have annulled all dominion, and all authority and power. For it behooves Him to reign until He shall have put all the enemies under His feet. The last enemy to be abolished is death. For He has put in subjection all things under His feet. But when it may be said that all things have been put in subjection, it is evident that the one having put in subjection all things to him is accepted. Now when all things shall have been put in subjection to him, 
then also the Son Himself will be put in subjection to the One having put in subjection all things to Him, so that God may be all in all. Otherwise what will they do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why also are they baptized for them? And why are we in danger every hour? I die every day, as surely as the boasting in you, brothers, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. If according to man I fought wild beasts in Ephesus, what is the profit to me? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and let us drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be misled, bad companionships corrupt good morals. Sober up righteously and do not sin, for some have ignorance of God. I speak to your shame. But someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what body do they come? You fool! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that will be, but you sow a bare grain, if it may be of wheat, or of some of the rest. But God gives it a body as He has willed, and to each of the seeds, its own body. Not all flesh is the same, but indeed one flesh is of men, and another flesh is of beasts, and another flesh is of birds, and another is of fish. And there are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But truly the glory of the heavenly is one kind, and that of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for star differs from star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in decay, it is raised in immortality. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual. So also it has been written, the first man Adam became into a living soul, the last Adam into a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual was not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man was made of dust from the earth, the second man from heaven. As the one was made of dust, so also are those of the earth, and as is the heavenly one, so also are those of heaven. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, brothers, that flesh and blood is not able to inherit the kingdom of God, nor does decay inherit immortality. Behold, I tell to you a mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in an instant, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For it behooves this, the perishable to put on the imperishable, and this, the mortal to put on immortality. Now when this the perishable shall have put on the imperishable, and this, the mortal, shall have put on immortality, then the word having been written will come to pass, death has been swallowed up in victory. Where O death, is your victory? Where O death is your sting? Now the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But, thanks be to God, the one giving us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil in the Lord is not in vain. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have directed the churches of Galatia, so also you are to do. Every first of the week, let each of you put something aside, treasuring up whatever he may be prospered in, so that when I might come, then there should be no collections. And when I shall have arrived, whomever you might approve, with letters I will send these to carry your bounty to Jerusalem. And if it is suitable for me also to go, they will go with me. But I will come to you when I shall have gone through Macedonia, for I am going through Macedonia. And possibly I will stay with you, or even I will winter, so that you may equip me, wherever I may go. For I do not want to see you now in passing, for I hope to remain a certain time with you, if the Lord permits. But I will remain in Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great and productive door has opened to me, and many are opposing. Now if Timothy comes, see that he might be with you without fear, for he is doing the Lord's work, as I also. Therefore no one should despise him. 
but equip him in peace, so that he might come to me, for I am expecting him with the brothers. Now concerning Apollos our brother, I exhorted him greatly that he should go to you with the brothers, and his will was not at all that he should come now, but he will come when he shall have opportunity. Watch you, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all things of you be done in love. Now I exhort you, brothers you know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruit of Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to service to the saints that you also be subject to such as these, and to everyone joining in the work and labouring. Now I rejoice at the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus, because these have filled up your deficiency. For they refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore recognize such as these. The churches of Asia greet you. Aquila and Prisca, with the church at their house, greet you heartily in the Lord. All the brothers greet you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The greeting is in my own hand Paul. If anyone does not love the Lord, let him be accursed. Maranatha. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. My love be with all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Psalm 19 Berean Study Bible for the Choirmaster. A Psalm of David. The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech, night after night they reveal knowledge. Without speech or language, without a sound to be heard, their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens He has pitched a tent for the sun. Like a bridegroom emerging from His chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course, it rises at one end of the heavens and runs its circuit to the other, nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul, the testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart, the commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever, the judgments of the Lord are true, being altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold, they are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them indeed your servant is warned, in keeping them is great reward. Who can discern his own errors? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins, may they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed of great transgression. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. Psalm 49 Berean Study Bible for the Choirmaster. A Psalm of the Sons of Korah. Hear this, all you peoples, listen, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will impart wisdom, and the meditation of my heart will bring understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb, I will express my riddle with a harp, why should I fear in times of trouble, when wicked usurpers surround me? They trust in their wealth and boast in their great riches. No man can possibly redeem his brother or pay his ransom to God. For the redemption of his soul is costly, and never can payment suffice, that he should live on forever and not see decay. For it is clear that wise men die, and the foolish and the senseless both perish and leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their eternal homes their dwellings for endless generations even though their lands were their namesakes. But a man, despite his wealth, cannot endure, he is like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of the self-confident and their followers who endorse their sayings. Selah like sheep they are destined for shoal. Death will be their shepherd. The upright will rule them in the morning, and their form will decay in Shoal, far from their lofty abode. But God will redeem my life from Shoal, for He will surely take me to Himself. Selah do not be amazed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increases. For when he dies, he will carry nothing away, his abundance will not follow him down. Though in his lifetime he blesses his soul and men praise you when you prosper he will join the generation of his fathers, who will never see the light of day. A man who is riches without understanding is like the beasts that perish. Psalm 79 Berean Study Bible A Psalm of Asaph. 
The nations, O God, have invaded your inheritance, they have defiled your holy temple and reduced Jerusalem to rubble. They have given the corpses of your servants as food to the birds of the air, the flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth. They have poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury the dead. We have become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to those around us. How long, O Lord? Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that refuse to call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold past sins against us, let your compassion come quickly, for we are brought low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name, deliver us and atone for our sins, for the sake of your name. Why should the nations ask, where is their God? Before our eyes, make known among the nations your vengeance for the bloodshed of your servants. May the groans of the captives reach you, by the strength of your arm preserve those condemned to death. Pay back into the laps of our neighbors sevenfold the reproach they hurled at you, O Lord. Then we your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever, from generation to generation we will declare your praise. Psalm 109 Berean Study Bible for the Choirmaster. A Psalm of David. O God of my praise, be not silent. For wicked and deceitful mouths open against me, they speak against me with lying tongues. They surround me with hateful words and attack me without cause. In return for my love they accuse me, but I am a man of prayer. They repay me evil for good, and hatred for my love. Set over him a wicked man, let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is tried, let him be found guilty, and may his prayer be regarded as sin. May his days be few, may another take his position. May his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. May his children wander as beggars, seeking sustenance far from their ruined homes. May the creditor seize all he owns, and strangers plunder the fruits of his labor. May there be no one to extend kindness to him, and no one to favor his fatherless children. May his descendants be cut off, may their name be blotted out from the next generation. May the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and the sin of his mother never be blotted out. May their sins always remain before the Lord, that he may cut off their memory from the earth. For he never thought to show kindness, but pursued the poor and needy and brokenhearted, even to their death. The cursing that he loved, may it fall on him, the blessing in which he refused to delight, may it be far from him. The cursing that he wore like a coat, may it soak into his body like water, and into his bones like oil. May it be like a robe wrapped about him, like a belt tied forever around him. May this be the Lord's reward to my accusers, to those who speak evil against me. But you, O God, the Lord, deal kindly with me for the sake of your name, deliver me by the goodness of your loving devotion. For I am poor and needy, my heart is wounded within me. I am fading away like a lengthening shadow, I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak from fasting, and my body grows lean and gaunt. I am an object of scorn to my accusers, when they see me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord my God, save me according to your loving devotion. Let them know that this is your hand, that you, O Lord, have done it. Though they curse, you will bless. When they rise up, they will be put to shame, but your servant will rejoice. May my accusers be clothed with disgrace, may they wear their shame like a robe. With my mouth I will thank the Lord profusely, I will praise Him in the presence of many. For He stands at the right hand of the needy one, to save Him from the condemners of His soul. Psalm 139 Berean Study Bible for the Choirmaster. A Psalm of David. O Lord, You have searched me and known me. You know when I sit and when I rise, You understand my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, You are aware of all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, you know all about it, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before, you have laid your hand upon me. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go to escape your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to the heavens, you are there, if I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle by the farthest sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and the light become night around me, even the darkness is not dark to you, but the night shines like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you formed my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and I know this very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body, all my days were written in your book and ordained for me before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God, how vast is their sum! If I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand, and when I awake, I am still with you. O God, that you would slay the wicked away from me, you bloodthirsty men who speak of you deceitfully, your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord, and detest those who rise against you? I hate them with perfect hatred, I count them as my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart, test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me, lead me in the way everlasting. Proverbs 19 Berean Study Bible Better a poor man who walks with integrity than a fool whose lips are perverse. Even zeal is no good without knowledge, and he who hurries his footsteps misses the mark. A man's own folly subverts his way, yet his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth attracts many friends, but a poor man is deserted by his friend. A false witness will not go unpunished, and one who utters lies will not escape. Many seek the favor of the prince, and everyone is a friend of the gift-giver. All the brothers of a poor man hate him how much more do his friends avoid him. He may pursue them with pleading, but they are nowhere to be found. He who acquires wisdom loves himself, one who safeguards understanding will find success. A false witness will not go unpunished, and one who pours out lies will perish. Luxury is unseemly for a fool how much worse for a slave to rule over princes. A man's insight gives him patience, and his virtue is to overlook an offense. A king's rage is like the roar of a lion, but his favor is like dew on the grass. A foolish son is his father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping. Houses and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Laziness brings on deep sleep, and an idle soul will suffer hunger. He who keeps a commandment preserves his soul, but he who is careless in his ways will die. Kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord, and he will repay the lender. Discipline your son, for in that there is hope, do not be party to his death. A man of great anger must pay the penalty, if you rescue him, you will have to do so again. Listen to counsel and accept discipline, that you may be wise the rest of your days. Many plans are in a man's heart, but the purpose of the Lord will prevail. The desire of a man is loving devotion, better to be poor than a liar. The fear of the Lord leads to life, that one may rest content, without visitation from harm. The slacker buries his hand in the dish, he will not even bring it back to his mouth. Strike a mocker, and the simple will beware, rebuke the discerning man, and he will gain knowledge. He who assaults his father or evicts his mother is a son who brings shame and disgrace. If you cease to hear instruction, my son, you will stray from the words of knowledge. A corrupt witness mocks justice, and a wicked mouth swallows iniquity. Judgments are prepared for mockers, and beatings for the backs of fools.